2023. I'm Adrian Alexander. I'm the vice chair of the commission. The chair cannot be here tonight, so I will be chairing the meeting. Our first item on the agenda is the roll call. Thank you, Chair. Uh, Vice Chair Alexander, we'll go ahead and do roll call at this time, starting with um, Vice Chair, starting with Vice Chair Alexander. I'm here. Um, Commissioner Robbins. Here. Commissioner Jones. Here. Chair Navarro. Okay, Chair Navarro is absent tonight. Thank you. Uh, the next item on our agenda is public comments on non-agenda items. We have a lot of people here today, and I know there's a lot of us watching, uh, listening on Facebook. If you have a comment that is not about pickleball and is not about the budget, now is your time to raise your hand and talk with a three-minute limit. Do we have any speakers? And Chair, I have not received any speaker slips uh, for non-agenda items. Do we have anybody on Facebook that has their hand raised or anything? <clears throat> Looks like we might have one person on Zoom, so I'm gonna go ahead and allow them to talk. All right. Welcome. Hi, Dave. Hi, thank you. Um, so I'd like to talk real quick before you get to your pickleball stuff uh, about McKinley Park. Um, I've just been kind of getting a lot of questions because I live right next to McKinley Park. Um, and I've been getting a lot of questions from other parents about when uh, the play structure there, which got demolished during the storms, when it might be replaced and what kind of a timeline we might be looking at. Um, so... That's just all I really wanted to ask and to know about um, how you might proceed in repairing the play structure or having it replaced once you file an insurance claim. Um, and yeah, that's all I wanted to ask about. Thank you. Thank you for your comments and questions. Anyone else? Okay, we'll move on to the next item in the agenda, which is staff communications from Acting Director Lime Cedar. Actually, I apologize, Chair oh. of, uh, Vice Chair Alexander. We actually do have one additional member that has raised their hand uh, for a non-agenda item. Welcome, Speaker. Hello? Yes, go ahead. All right. Um, my name is Joe Stack. I'm an owner-operator of Stacked Adventures Kayak Shop over at the Enterprise Park in the Encinal Boat Ramp area. And um, I wanted to talk about the Enterprise or the campground that's in that area and um, urge the commission to up the priority or the urgency to to work on that park. I've been working or speaking with uh, Amy Woolridge um, for the last five or six years trying to get that park to become a request for a proposal for operation. Um, but because of the constraints on the city and the larger projects that are going on, it seems to be kidding, keep getting pushed to the wayside. And this is a great opportunity for the city as well as just the general public um, to have an urban campground that would be completely unique to the Bay Area. It sits on the San Francisco Water Bay Trail, 
It sits on the San Francisco Bay Trail, and it would be, in, in essence, the only urban campground in the entire Bay Area, which would um, be a huge, huge um, valuable asset for the city and all outdoors people. And I know there's a lot of challenges to make this happen, but um, I think from what I understand, if the city management can do what they need to do to just put a request for proposal out, and once that request for proposal is out, most of the work is done, and the operator who gets selected to win that proposal um, would run the campground, and all it would do is create more revenue for the city and enhance the city land value and many, many other benefits that I would love to go into at another time. Um, I've been trying to get this done for like five, six years now, and um, I didn't realize at the January meeting there was an opportunity to request the commission to make that a higher priority in the park. Thank you, uh, Thank you Mr. Listing. Stack. Thank you, Mr. Stack, for your comments. Any other speakers? Vice Chair, I do not see any speakers on Zoom. Um, and unless there's any speakers uh, out here, I think that is all. Okay, that portion is closed. Next item is staff communications from Acting Director Lime Cedar. Thank you, Vice Chair. So thank you everyone for coming tonight. Uh, I just have a couple items that I wanted to go ahead and make sure that we could give some updates to the commission. Uh, again, there was a question uh, from one of the members of the public uh, about the current playground situation over at McKinley Park. Uh, staff is currently working to go ahead and assess that situation and we're hoping to have a timeline that we can go ahead and present to um, the uh, commission next month at the May meeting. So we're currently working through some different options up to and including uh, different placement options so again you know staff is working through that at the moment and we'll have a further update in May uh, additionally I wanted to give an update on the Emma Hood pool over at Alameda High School currently we are working with the district on prolonged challenges regarding the pool and the maintenance um, there appears to have been some e issues with the heater and I continue to keep the pool closed we have just received communication from the district today that they anticipate that on April 28th they will be able to go ahead and begin doing repairs again we are hopeful that those repairs are successful so we're able to go ahead and open up for the summer Summer. And so again, still more to come in that regard. Additionally, we have a couple events coming up. Uh, most, uh, as um, some of you may already know, we have a shindig event happening over at the Alameda Point Gym on Saturday uh, that will be going from, I believe, I don't have it right in front of me, but I believe we're running from, 10, I want to say 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. 10 a.m., excuse me, I'm being told 10 a.m. Until, um, until 2 p.m. is my understanding. Um, we also have on Saturday a special um, meeting about the paved park, and that's going to be held at uh, from 3 to 5 p.m. over at uh, on Alameda Point. Uh, more information about this is available on our website, but if, for those that would like to be there, uh, it's going to be held um, at 1751 Monarch Street, Alameda Point, outside of Hangar 25. That'll be an in-person workshop to learn more about the future of DePave Park. So that's why the hours is a shindig, though. I got, we got the hours wrong on the shindig. 
It's 12 to 3. And I apologize, the hours for the shindig are in fact going to be 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. And again, that's going to be over at the Alameda Point Gym, a multi-purpose field located at 1101 Red Line Avenue at Alameda Point. Um, additionally, we continue to see a um, surge of applications for financial assistance program, which we have retooled for this year. As these applications are coming in, we're continuing to fund scholarship and financial assistance opportunities for several youth and several of our summer programs. And so more to come in that regard. We've already had several families that have been able to take advantage of this particular additional funding uh, that has been provided for us to be able to open up opportunities for all youth, regardless of backgrounds, to be able to participate in recreational summer activities. Um, and at this moment, those are the high-level topics that I wanted to share tonight. Uh, again, we'll have much more further updates at our main meeting. All right. Thank you, Acting Director. Does anyone have any questions? Commissioner no. Robbins? No. Commissioner Jones? No. I have one quick question. Um, I know that the gentleman who was doing the rec van that was going down to the Woodstock Park area, um, with all the rain that's kind of been on hold, do we have any plans to bring that back? And, and, or is there an update on that, or should I wait for the May meeting? Thank you, Vice Chair Alexander. At this time, we are currently working to go with um, several of our staff members to actually go ahead and start that up again. I understand that there's been uh, some planning involved, and starting in May, I know that we're working very closely uh, with different members of the community to go ahead and set that up again. Again, I should have a larger update for the May meeting, but yes, the Community Recreation Program, we are getting that up and running yet again. Great. Thank you very much. All right, um, next item on the agenda is Commissioner Communications. Commissioner Robbins, would you like to go first? Um, sure, that'll be good. Uh, for the person that uh, called in and talked about the campground, um, I know that I was part of the commission at the time and we had lowered the priority of it, but um, two meetings ago, I raised the question again about the campground because I too have come to the, the thinking that this is a, a lost opportunity for us here. So that is something that I think that we should be looking at um, in the coming uh, months to see how we can uh, work to bring that up on the uh, priority list. Um, Emma Hood, the, the pool, I um, <clears throat> hope that we can get that up and running for the the, the summer. Um, the uh, Cruzy Park, I'm very bummed that I did not make it for the meeting. I'm a USTA tennis player, uh, captain of a team out of Oakland, <clears throat> and also a pickleball player. So I am uh, very interested in hearing people's thoughts uh, on both sides uh, for this, this issue. Um, the boat launch, I went and have been there several times just to keep an eye on it and, and the look of it. Um, and I'm wondering, it, how do we interface with the, um, the regional park system as far as the bathrooms? Um, just because I was curious when I was there, they were locked, and I just wondered how that works out as far as the, those bathrooms. Um, and that, that's all I had to say for this report. Thank you, Commissioner Robbins. Commissioner Jones? 
Thank you. Um, I just want to um, bring to the attention that uh, we have a, a well-used dog park over by the Main Street Ferry, and we have some unhoused neighbors that have made that their home. So, and it's a hindrance for our neighbors to park in the parking lot. So I just want to bring that to attention. That's uh, something I wanted to bring to everyone's attention this evening. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner. Um, I um, was at the public meeting at Cruzy Park. I see a lot of familiar faces out here. Um, it was a very interesting meeting, um, lots to talk about. Um, a lot of decisions to be made, a lot of things to think about. Um, I spent an hour at the Lincoln Park Pickleball Courts on Saturday just listening. One of the concerns that came up at the Cruzy Park meeting was the noise of pickleball in the neighborhood. So I spent an hour up there sitting just kind of listening to get some more information for myself. I probably chatted with some of you out there. Um, I am happy to see the girls softball using all the diamonds at Cruzy. It was so fun to drive by there the other day and everybody was out on the, on the uh, diamonds, so that was great to see. Um, I stopped by Franklin Park today uh, to look at the damage from the fire that they had. Um, I see the door has not been replaced yet. And I see that we are starting on the pathway projects at Franklin, that's one of the um, things that we need to fix. We have a lot of old parks in this town that need to be refurbished and upgraded along with all of the new things that we have. So I think that's really important that um, uh, Matt Nolan and his crew are taking care of that. Um, and that's about all I've done since the last time we had a meeting. Thank you. All right, next item on the agenda is to approve the minutes of the April 9th, 2023 meeting. I motion to approve the minutes. Do I have a second? I'd like, to make, I'd like to make a correction. It's actually February 9th, and I second that motion. Let's go to, okay, thanks, sorry. Thank you. Do we have a roll call vote, please? Vice Chair Alexander? Yes. Commissioner Robbins? Yes. Commissioner Jones? Yes. The minutes have been approved. The next item on our agenda is 6A, is to review and recommend the Recreation and Parks 2023-2025 proposed budget. We'll have a report from Acting Director Limecedar, and then the Commission will ask him clarifying questions. After that, we'll have public comment, and then we will have a discussion and make a motion. Acting Director, it's all yours. Thank you very much. I'm gonna go ahead and put the presentation on the screen. Okay, thank you very much. Again, I wanna go ahead and start by saying, I wanna go ahead and thank all of our staff that worked very hard on this process this year. Um, you know, it was very exciting for me as a new member of the ARPD staff to be part of this budget process. Uh, it took a lot of collaboration and a number of man hours to go ahead and put this together. Uh, again, this is a very uh, robust budget, uh, and I think, you know, really speaks to the growth of recreation and parks here in Alameda. Um, 
Just a quick overview, uh, the city council adopts a two-year city budget with the current budget process being fiscal year 23 to 25. Uh, the city manager will then go ahead and recommend a budget to the city council which reviews the budget items at workshops in May. Uh, and of course then the final budget is approved by the city council in June. Um, Again, the city manager's recommended budget to the city council is not yet determined and staff is seeking any input or recommendations from the Recreation and Parks Commission on the budget for ARPD FY23 to 25. Moving to the next slide. Uh, I wanna go ahead and quickly just go ahead and point out the organizational chart. So again, this uh, speaks to a couple of the, all of the current positions, including 31 full-time staff, 300, more or less part-time staff uh, that goes up and down depending on the time of year, uh, as well as 250 plus volunteers. Um, the Recreation and Parks Department is comprised of three divisions, including our Parks Maintenance Division, Recreation, Recreational Services, Mastic Senior Center, um, and of course our Administration Office. Uh, the department has 31 full-time staff, as I spoke about, and again, a 300 part-time, 250 volunteers. Um, an equivalent uh, who actually work an equivalent of 13 full-time staff each and every year. So we're going to go ahead and just really quickly go ahead and briefly go through kind of what do we do and what does this budget fund. So starting with our parks maintenance, uh, our parks maintenance manages 26 parks with playgrounds, recreation centers, picnic and rental facilities, trails plus 17 recreation facilities including public boat launches, skate park, gym, model airplane fill, and athletic fields. ARPD provides a wide range of recreational services for tiny tots, youth, adults, families, and seniors. Um, through ongoing park maintenance and park projects and innovative programming, ARPD provides high quality parks and programs that enhance the quality of life in Alameda. I also want to go ahead and point out we have a wonderful senior center and I do want to point out I did not get a chance to so I'm going to plug all the wonderful volunteers that we have over at our senior center. We actually had a senior event today and so as you can see ARPD offers free program to the Mastic Senior Center for our active aging community. The entire Recreation and Park Department is funded through the general fund and supplemented with five assessment districts for park maintenance. These assessment districts come from residential developments located at Marina Cove, Marina Village, Bayport, Alameda Point and Alameda Landing in which residents pay a fee for public services including parks maintenance. The department administers the long-term contracts for the operation of Corica Park which is a 45-hole golf complex. Budget revenues include program fees, rental fees, leases and grants to offset expenditures and it is a core value of ARPD to provide services to residents of all income levels. As previously mentioned in my report, ARPD is expanding its financial assistance program, especially for youth services, for which $20,000 annually is now going to be allocated. Staff intends to also, um, Staff intends to expand also a newly named community recreation program which includes the mobile recreation and will add regular free pop-up recreational activities and parks across the island. We want to ensure that there is at least one picnic area at each park that is first come first served so everyone has the opportunity to utilize our parks for birthday parties and family events. And then of course there are certain expenditures that are programmed by other departments. This includes cost allocations for insurance, workers' compensation, support for internal departments including the city manager, human resources, information technology, finance, the city clerk and city attorney's office, as well as the internal services fund for building maintenance, building improvements and fleet replacement and repair.
And this takes us on to the first part of our budget, which is our parks maintenance budget. And what we've gone ahead and done, as you will look at the slides, is that we've gone ahead and taken a look at the actuals from 2021. And we, what you'll see here is more than the standard two or three year budget. And part of the reason for this is recognizing that during the pandemic, uh, we had a slide and that may not have been the most accurate depiction of a regular budget. So we wanted to make this as clear as possible as to what a regular budget looks like in a regular year where we're not experiencing, you know, unusual circumstances. Um, so starting with the Parks Maintenance Division budget, uh, the Parks Maintenance budget funds 18 full-time positions and more than 10 part-time positions. Together, Parks ma staff maintains the 26 parks, ranging from high-use parks such as Sweeney uh, and Washington Parks to passive parks such as Main Street, Linear Park, and Neptune Parks, plus the newly opened parks as Seaplane Lagoon, Promenade, Promenade, and the Whale Park and Ball Hall Circle Immigrant Park. Um, I think it's really important to note that our park staff does an amazing job of keeping the parks clean and safe, as well as maintaining athletic fields and court facilities, including lights, playgrounds, picnic areas, barbecues, shade structures, drinking fountains, benches, bike racks, um, dog park, skate park, um, the list goes on. Needless to say that our staff is doing a phenomenal job of keeping our parks clean and keeping them free and open for all members of the Alameda community. Um, in this budget, you'll notice that there is a little bit of a um, little bit of an increase uh, in what in expenditures, and we'll go ahead and go through that in a moment. But uh, what I really want to go ahead and make sure that we're really clear about is that again, as we are continuing to serve more people and more public here in Alameda, our budget will continue to be increasing as you know to be able to meet the needs. And so again, we're being very much aware and mindful of that uh, as we are scheduling various projects uh, for the future. Moving on to our recreation services budget, um, a couple notes that I really want to go ahead and um, make sure that we go ahead and kind of cover. Uh, again, the COVID-19 pan COVID pandemic significantly impacted recreation services revenues during the two fiscal years. Uh, this is evident in FY 2019-20 and FY 2021, and this actually even carried into FY fiscal year 21 to 22 budgets. Um, I do want to note that overall revenues were reduced in both years and expenditures were reduced by the City Council in fiscal year 2021. Um, therefore, that is why you're seeing in some cases 18-19 is the best comparison. Um, I, know, I will note that although it is not showing in this particular graphic, uh, the actual report that has been presented for the Commission does show the 18 and 19 years. So I do, again, I just want to make note of that. Um, overall. Um, some programs have significantly increased above pre-pandemic numbers, particularly in the area of picnic rentals. So again, this includes our park usage, facility rentals. So over at the uh, Officers Club, we're seeing a large increase in the number of rentals, as well as other rec centers, including uh, Harrison. Um, Additionally, our youth programs have continued to grow both in after-school and summer programs. There's increased public interest in holding private events locally and outdoors. So again, overall, we're just seeing more and more usage in our parks and recreational facilities. Additionally, uh, it's important to know that some of the private camp operators here in the Bay Area, unfortunately, went out of business uh, or, you know, just were not able to maintain operation uh, just due to the lo loss of revenue during the pandemic. So many of the youth and families that might have been served by those organizations are now coming to ARPD. 
Um, for youth sports and classes, the RPD is shifting its delivery model to now add programs with in-house part-time staff instructors. Um, you'll see this as you dig further into the budget a little bit more specifically in the areas where you may see an increase in sports classes uh, and whereas our contracts have actually gone down a little bit. So that's where you're going to see a little bit of that nuance. Um, especially uh, revenues and associated expenditures have significantly increased in many of these programs. So again, although we're serving more people and serving more kids, obviously the increase in youth has, has required an increase in the number of staff. We're, mo we're most prevalently seeing this again in our sports programs as well as aquatics. Um, adult sports have been slower to bounce back from the pandemic. Uh, unfortunately for, you know, we have not seen that fully come back. Uh, thankfully again, youth sports and other youth programs have in many ways been able to augment the loss of revenue in that area. Um, ARPD will be adding back more drop-in programs such as We Play and Open Play for Adults and we're hopeful that through those programs we're going to go ahead and be able to increase the numbers of, of uh, adults that are coming to our sports programs. Uh, staff is planning to expand offerings such as tennis, basketball, and other sports during this two-year budget cycle. We're hopeful through these changes and really listening to the public and what their desires are for different types of sports programming, we're able to go ahead and be able to provide a full, more, far more robust program that is open to the needs of all people in Alameda. In 2020, uh, ARPD did launch a year-round aquatics program. So again, that's where you see the aquatics growth. Uh, this has proven to be wildly successful, as I have already spoken about. Prior to this, ARPD was serving approximately 700 aquatic users annually. We're now serving over 9,000. So that is a massive amount of growth. Uh, all of this increased new programming has resulted in raised revenues. But as I spoke before, that also means associated expenditures that comes from this new growth. So where you might see a dramatic increase in our budget expenses, especially when you look at administration, uh, sports and aquatics, youth and teens, this helps uh, account for some of that. Moving into the next slide, I wanted to go ahead and take a moment to go ahead and point out some, some of the expenses regarding the swim center facilities. Um, it's important to note that the aquatic expenses will significantly reduce in the 24-25 budget, uh, the second year of the two-year budget, largely due to the county closure of the Emma Hood pool in December 2023. Again, this is a mandate of the Public Health Department. Uh, other program revenues we, in, we expect will be able to augment the loss of revenue from the Emma Hood closure. Uh, that being said, per the JUA between the City of Alameda and the Alameda Unified School District, ARPD will continue to share 50% of the cost to maintain and operate the pools at Encinal and Alameda High School. So that, again, that continues to be part of our agreement, uh, and that will continue to be true uh, through the process in which Emma Hood will be going through renovation. So we'll continue to be having shared usage over at Encinal High School. And then I just wanna go ahead and point out really quick some of the cost breakdowns uh, for 23-24. Um, again, we are intending about 256,000 for an annual payment. Uh, that's our anticipated payment for this upcoming year, uh, plus a 10% contingency. And that's to allow for maintenance issues that might be unforeseen, such as the heater uh, repairs that we're currently undergoing right now. Um, and actually that includes 55,000 already for the Incinal Swim Center he heater replacement. 
$9,800 for the Emma Hood heater replacement, which I will share has already well gone above that level. Um, and we will see that. So again, the 10% contingency will be able to help cover that, as well as the $23,000 for a preventative maintenance contract. Um, and that is something that is a requirement of the JUA. And we are currently working with AUSD and anticipate that that particular preventative maintenance contract will take effect uh, no later than May 1st. Moving on to Mastic Senior Center as, as well as some of our other recreational services, uh, I just wanted to go ahead and highlight that under our community events, ARPD staff is currently requesting an additional $10,000 to add a PAL in the Parks program in collaboration with Rhythmics. This program offers three free live music uh, events in the park, similar to what has been piloted last summer with several hundred people attending at each of these concerts. Uh, this will also include two larger music festivals, an Asian Pacific Islander Festival at Pajal Circle Emigrant Park and Hispanic Heritage Festival at Chocheno Park. Under the community event, staff is also requesting an additional $5,000 to bring back a holiday celebration with the scope that the event be discussed with the public and finalized. Athletic facility rentals, including baseball, softball, multi-use fields, tennis courts, and the gymnasium are now back to full use. Um, uh, needless to say that you know we are continuing to be challenged with the weather this year, but needless to say we're continuing to serve all of these groups and intend to do so in the next budget. Um, athletic facility rentals, including baseball, excuse me, um, Moving on, tennis court. Tennis court rentals have significantly increased as that sport has saw interest increase during the pandemic. Plus, the Harbor Bay Club no longer rents to USTA teams, and those teams are now renting from ARPD, primarily at Washington Park. So again, as discussed above, Pindic and facility rentals are significantly higher than pre-pandemic, uh, and that is really seen in our budget. Um, the O Club is also now back to full use, as I already spoke to, and so again, when you take a look at those particular expenses, uh, that more or less would be explaining some of those increases. Um, moving on to the Mastic Senior Center, um, we are currently operating nearly at pre-pandemic levels. We have not had a full recovery there, but we're about 80 to 90% at this point. Um, uh, again, this includes our drop-in classes, drop-in programs, as well as other events that have resumed. Uh, our TRIPS program, which is widely popular, has been slower to come back, but we are expecting to expand into the next couple fiscal years and expand to be able to be offering far more TRIPS uh, in the next couple of years to come. Um, I also want to go ahead and note that the Mastic Senior Center has added a facility rental program, and we are anticipating additional revenue from that. So that's going to go ahead and make full use of one of our, uh, one of our best facilities here in Alameda. Uh, I just want to go ahead and really just very briefly go ahead and touch on the golf fund. Um, again, golf lease revenues are increasing based on the rent structure in the lease with Greenway Golf. Prior years, Greenway Golf has had a lower established annual rate in consideration for the funds the company was expending on golf course construction and renovation. Starting January 1st, 2023, Greenway Golf is now paying a percent based on gross revenues with a minimum of 300000 annually. So that is the baseline we do anticipate that the continued rate that they're paying will continue to increase. And really quick, on the capital improvement project, there are three proposals currently that we are looking at for this upcoming um, cycle, uh, including, and these particular um, 
capital improvement projects will help address deferred maintenance and projects to improve operating cost efficiencies. Uh, in total, we'll be increasing 14% annually to account for Bay Area construction cost price index. So for example, you'll see that the numbers have jumped up a little bit, and again, that's to allow for that 14%. Um, so um, <clears throat> additionally, for playground replacement uh, for FY, for fiscal year 23-24, um, we are looking to replace the under five playground at Tillman Park, and for 24-25, replace the Cruzy Park playground. Um, that may, we may have some adaptations to that potentially. Again, we'll bring that in May, uh, and that has a lot to do with the McKinley Park. Uh, but there are some opportunities for us to be able to still be able to complete all three of these projects in the next two years. So again, I want to maintain that the goal is to still do both the under five playground at Tillman as well as the Cruzy Park, as well as be able to do the replacement over at McKinley. But again, I'll have that proposal in May. Uh, park pathways repair, sorry. Um, apologize for that. Park pathways repair, repair and replace deteriorated pathways for improved safety in ADA, uh, as well as implement an annual pathway replacement program for regular repair to reduce long-term costs and for, uh, involved with deferred maintenance. So that's where that $300,000 ask is coming from. Uh, again, the funding sources include the general fund um, for our park maintenance. That also includes cell tower revenue, memorial bench donations, uh, playground replacement. Again, that's going to be our general fund as well as anticipated additional grant funding. <clears throat> and then lastly, and I think most importantly, and I know that you know many of our commissioners have voiced this to me personally, uh, is a need for more staffing, and that is definitely true, and no more is this it definitely needed in our administration. Um, I think it's really important to note that um, ARPD currently goes without a lot of administrative support. And I want to give a huge shout out to those staff members of ours that do work in our offices. They work tirelessly and they do so, you know, in many ways and some days, you know, it feels for many of them like they're doing two jobs. And we really want to go ahead and help them be able to do more efficiently. So ARPD staff is requesting this year a full-time office assistant position. This position would provide administrative support for all three of our divisions. Um, that includes assistance with rentals for the Mastic Senior Center, Pitnik Rentals, facility rentals, as well as providing customer service support for all of our frontline office staff. Uh, this, will, this position will also provide administrative support to the Recreation and Parks Commission, as well as the Golf Commission, including agenda preparation, meeting materials, and minutes. Um, additionally, this position will assist with the increase of invoices and part-time payroll, which obviously, as we've seen an increase in programs and usage, uh, we've also seen this increase in payroll. Um, as programs have increased, plus three new parks opened in the last year, uh, this has continued to add more volume, part-time staff, hiring, plus invoices for park management and programs. Overall, our administrative staff are very much stretched thin, and we want to do everything we can to be able to continue providing the same level of service to the community, and so this position is vital to the department being able to do that. Uh, I also want to note that ARPD is currently the only city department, or at least one of a, a couple, uh, that does, of our size that does not have a direct administrative support position, and so this is something that we have highlighted already as an important factor. And then, of course, I do want to go ahead and allow for question Q&A, but again, the recommendation at this point will be that the Recreation and Park Commission recommend the Recreation and Parks Department FY23-25 budget to the Alameda City Council for approval. And I thank you all for allowing me to present tonight. Thank, thank you, you, Acting Director. Anyone have a clarifying question for him? Commissioner Robbins. 
Um, thank you for, for the report. Uh, a, a few different clarifying questions. Um, for the park maintenance, I, I noticed um, from FY22-23, it's uh, 5.2, goes up to 5.6 next year, and then 5.9. Um, I've, I've been very vocal for the last five years that <clears throat> I don't think we have a large enough budget overall uh, for our funds, not only for the maintenance of our facilities. Um, as other commissioners have pointed out, there have been numerous facilities that have not been able to be kept up as far as painting and, and maintenance that's needed. <clears throat> Is this a realistic for the next two years for, for maintenance? Because I, again, feel that we need to make sure that we can fund, especially with, again, three new parks, and then in the coming years, additional new parks as well. Um, just that's my overall overall first question. Um, then for sports and aquatics personnel, uh, we're going down in personnel costs by 100K for next year's budget, and then we're going down in an additional 169K for the 23 or 24, 25 budget. I'm just wondering why are we decreasing personnel for uh, sports? Um, and I don't know if you want to answer questions individually or, or let me just line them up here. <laughs> Let's go ahead and go individually because I, I, I think you have some robust questions, uh, Commissioner Robbins. So let me go ahead and start with your first question regarding our park staff. Um, I, I want to go ahead and really commend our park staff and park managers and park you know, overall in doing a really great job of what they do. Uh, we do feel very strongly that this budget does represent what is currently needed. Uh, definitely there's always an opportunity to be able to do more, but to be able to maintain at the current level that we are not only maintaining, but continue with the anticipated growth over the next couple of years, including the addition of uh, at Estuary Park, as well as the addition of DePave Park. We do feel very confident at this point that we do have the budget to be able to uh, meet those needs. Um, as far as your question, as far as the decreases, can you can you be more specific again? I'm sorry, I think I missed that part. Um, for the sports and aquatics revenues and expenditures, personnel under that uh, subheading, for this year's budget, it says personnel costs are 635k. Next year is 529, and for 24-25 is 360. Um, we are accounting for that due to the closures over at Emma at Emma Hood. So because of the closure in December, and we're also anticipating, you know, again, a much lighter schedule. So because of the fact that in this next fiscal year, we're closing in December, we're only accounting for six months of staffing. And then again, for the following fiscal year, that's going to be with the expectation that we're only going to have one pool operating. So that's going to account for those expenses. We anticipate that revenues in other areas will offset. And so that's where you may see some increases in staffing in some of the other areas. Areas. Okay, so that answers my next question under youth and team, teens, personnel. Thank you for that. Um, <clears throat> the shared usage at Encinal High School and Alameda High School uh, for, the, for the pool, uh, I know in the past I've voiced the opinion that Encinal High School hasn't been sharing enough of the pool uh, with our needs as a community. Uh, with the, with the closure of Emma Hood, and now that there is gonna be the shared usage, 
is Encinal going to be on par with Alameda High School as far as usage of the pools? Because in the past they have not done their job, according to me. Um, thank you, Commissioner. Um, I want to go ahead and note that currently we only have usage of Encinal during after-school hours and during the weekends. We are currently working with the district to go ahead and uh, on a project to be able to construct additional entryway uh, that will allow us to be able to have private access to and from. Uh, currently, uh, the ingress and egress over at Encinal does not meet the needs for the district and so we had to go ahead and we have already completed the design phase of that project and are currently going to be moving forward to go ahead and fund the construction. We'll actually be taking that to council in May. Uh, once that is funded, the hope and goal is that we'll be able to take care of that project over the summer, uh, allowing us to be able in the fall to be able to provide uh, programming during the day. So that's currently what the plan is. Again, that is completely contingent upon on availability of supplies, parts, as well as uh, the ability for the co contractor to meet that timeline. It's interesting that it took us closing Emma Hood pool for Encinal High School to step up and say this, but over the last five years they've been telling us, oh, there's just no way. So I'm, I'm really happy uh, to see this shared usage of a facility that is coming out of our budget. Um, <clears throat> The music venues I'm really excited about. I, I think that's gonna be an exciting uh, addition to, um, so I fully support that. Also the Mastic facility rentals, uh, I think that's a great idea for increase. Um, the tennis court, the last question clarifying, uh, the tennis court rentals, uh, rentals you said has increased. Is any of that attributed to the fact that we now have an online rental system that people can use because I in the past had been very vocal about how we needed to get an online system in place. Do, do we know if that has caused the increase because in the past the rentals was very difficult and cumbersome. Um, do, do we know why the, the rentals have increased? Definitely technology can play a part in that, but I think that you know what we've largely attributed it to is just families wanting to get out. I think that's the biggest thing. You know, For two years, we had families and community members that just were not able to socialize with one another. And I would say that this is probably a trend that we're seeing at parks across the nation and events. Again, without having that data in front of me, I couldn't tell you exactly what that is. But we have noted that you know since the end of the pandemic, there has been a much larger increase in just overall numbers. And that's not just what the online online capabilities, but we have a lot more people visiting our office, a lot more people that are calling about rentals and wanting to get more information. So overall, just the demand in general has grown. And so I just want to note that technology, I'm sure, played a part, uh, but in general, families and community members want to be able to socialize in person, and parks and recreation facilities uh, and parks, I mean, in general, just offer such a great place for people to do that here in the Alameda community. Okay, and the, the last comment is, and again, I've said this since I've been on the board, we, we have a lot of community needs, uh, pickleball, tennis courts, just one of them from the members that are here. And we have new parks that are gonna be coming online. We have a huge 45 acre park that could be a phenomenal park and, and feather 
in our cap. Uh, we have a campground that should go online <clears throat> and we just don't have the funds. And the community at large needs to recognize that if we are going to do and uh, be able to provide the different services that the community wants, in including the BMX, potential BMX course, which I'm in full favor of, um, we need to understand that there's definitely a cost. And the 45-acre park is gonna just continue to be a pipe dream as it was five years ago when I first came on this board uh, until the community at large accepts the fact that we have to have a much larger budget for parks and recreation to provide timely addition of pickleball courts, tennis court expansion, and all of the other things that we want to do within this community. So I, I applaud the budget. I still think that we need to figure out as a board, uh, as a community, a way for us to understand what are gonna be the true costs and that we need to recognize that we as a community have to sacrifice and do what's needed if we do want timely pickleball courts, tennis court renovations, BMX courses, swimming pools, and all of that. So, thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Robbins. Commissioner Jones, do you have any clarifying questions you'd like to ask? I have no questions, thank you. Um, I would just like to piggyback on Commissioner Robbins. I agree with him wholeheartedly that we need more money for the recreation budget. We say this every meeting. Um, I would like to provide everything everybody wants in this town, but you know we have to make choices and it's really hard sometimes to sit up here and say yes or no. Um, I have a question. Why do the heaters keep going out at these swimming pools? I'm sorry, but I have to ask that. It seems every meeting there we're repairing a heater again at both sites. I know there's issues at Emma Hood, but it's just beyond me that they have to keep replacing these heaters at the amount of money we're spending. That's a side note. Um, I'm all excited about the new recreation pop-up van. Um, I was watching um, Jeremy Renner has a new show on Hulu and he took a van and made it into a sports court. Did you see that? So I, I would like to have us investigate that somehow. Maybe some local corporation would like to sponsor that for us. Um, the ambassadors that you have listed, what exactly do they do? Are you talking about the park? Are you talking about our park ambassadors? Yes, the park ambassadors. So my understanding, our park ambassadors provide support. So for example, uh, when we have rentals in the park, uh, they're the ones that are they're walking around, they're available, they're our on-call folk that go ahead and support some of those different things that are happening in the park during the weekends. Uh, in addition, they go ahead and provide kind of an intermediary in some ways to our on-call staff members, uh, including park maidens. Thank you. And I noticed you had 250 plus volunteers. I know that Mastic Center has hundreds of volunteers. Is that mostly where those 250 come from? I would say at this time without having those numbers in front of me, I know that's a large number, a large part of it, yes. And I know that in the new recreation program for this summer, there is a volunteer program for teens and that that looks really interesting and I know that will be helpful to us too. Um, I am in favor of the budget. Um, I'm, and I could always ask for more, but you know, 
Um, Matt Nolan knows that I'm all about, let's fix these buildings here that have been here for years and years. Let's get them painted, let's get them fixed up and have a regular maintenance issue. I taught school for 38 years and every year my classroom door was painted and every two years they painted the outside of our building. So I really think it's important to keep up that maintenance. I want to commend Matt and his staff. I know they've worked very, very hard on a lot of um, things that I had talked to him about, so I really appreciate that. Like the uh, Franklin was having its pathways done today. I know cruises need to have theirs done after they finish those lights. So I really appreciate all of the hard work. I'm 100% in favor of a new office assistant. I know how hard those people up there at the ARPD office work and I am all in favor of them having more staff up there. So those are, um, I guess they're my comments, not questions. Do we have any public comment on this, either online or here? Um, we have a hand, do we need to have a piece of paper or can I just call? Yeah, if there's any members of the public that want to speak on this item, come I don't have anything. Come up to the anything. microphone, please. Yep. Thank you. Hi, my name is uh, Randy Malmore. I just have a question. Uh, is there a report that is available to the, uh, to the public that describes in detail all of the numbers that we saw on the screen in terms of revenues and expenditures? Thank you, sir. Uh, all of the numbers are currently in a report. Uh, we have a report and they should be available if you go to the actual agenda. Uh, there's actually uh, specific numbers that are actually laid out a little more clearly with a little more detail. Um, additionally, um, the full budget is, going, is fully available, uh, I believe publicly available to take a look at once it is being proposed to the council ahead of the council. But yes, those numbers are available currently. If you go into the agenda, uh, there is an item number for that. Thank you. Thank you. Any other public comments? Anything online? All right, thank you. There's one online. No. One? On Zoom. It's the first person at the top. Looks like we do have one Zoom uh, caller. Um, I'm going to go ahead and allow them to talk, I believe. Welcome, caller. Uh, good afternoon, or good evening, uh, commissioners and the director of the ARPD. Uh, my name is Cliff Linton, and I'm a board member with uh, the Alameda Park Masters. Uh, I just wanted to get a little bit of a clarification talking about the shared usage of that small high pool. Um, once the uh, construction of a uh, separate entrance is complete. Uh, would this allow for the, uh, during the day of products programming starting in the fall? Um, and then I'm gonna ta uh, tailgate on uh, the chairman's question, just why do the heaters keep going out at the swimming pools? So thank you very much for hearing my comments and I really appreciate all the work that you guys do. Thank you very much. Any more public comments? Good. Okay, I'll, I'll close public comment. Now it's time for our discussion. Commissioners, do we have a discussion? Or are we ready to make a motion? I'm ready to make a motion to pass. Okay, would you like to make a motion? Yep. I'd like to make a motion to pass the budget as presented. Do you have a second? I'll second the motion. Have a roll call vote, please. Vice Chair Alexander? Yes. Commissioner Robbins? Yes. 
Commissioner Jones. Yes. And then Commissioner Navarro is absent. That motion passes. <clears throat> All right, the next item on our agenda is agenda item 6B. It's a staff request for Recreation and Park Commission review of the Cruzy Park Court resurfacing project to, completed, to be completed without adding pickleball lines and request for commission comment on other potential pickleball venues in Alameda. That's a long one. Um, we'll have a report from the acting director first and then we'll have clarifying questions and then public comments. Um, Vice Chair, I do want to go ahead and offer an opportunity to take a quick break in between items if you wish uh, and then we can go ahead and take a five minute break if you would like. Okay, five minute break is fine. Thank you. We'll be back in five minutes. Sorry <laughs> to all of you. <laughs>
Dave. Dave. Go. I don't have my mother's bell. When I was staying at my mom's, she had a bell next to her bed to ring when we had to go get her up. Are we good? Okay, good evening. They're sugar-free. Dave, maybe tell them we're done from recess. Mm -hmm. Okay, everyone. We're going to go ahead and end the recess right now. Sorry. Are we back? Can't hear you. Good evening. Okay, we're going to restart the meeting. I'll repeat the next agenda item. It's the staff request for recreation and park commission review of the Cruzy Park Court resurfacing project to be completed without adding pickleball lanes and request for commission comment and other potential pickleball venues in Alameda. Uh, Acting Director Lime Cedar, can you give us your report, please? Yes, just a moment, please. I'm pulling up my report as we speak. While you do that, I want to thank staff. It sounds like the, the sound is very clear. It's very clear coming from Facebook. I wasn't sure how this was going to work tonight. So great job. Who's ever up in the booth up there? Sorry, just a moment. Having a technical difficulty. And just as a clarification, when we take public comments and you ask us a question, we usually don't answer it. We just listen to your comments and then we discuss it afterwards and hopefully can answer it at that time. Just so a little clarification on that. And it's nice to see people sitting in these seats. I did meetings here where there were people here and then we've been on Zoom and it's really nice to see people out here that you're actually talking to someone and not to yourself on the screen on the Zoom. So. I think it's, it's great that the city's giving us the option to do both. Okay, sorry Good. about that. Thank you again. Right. Thank um, you. Uh, I just want to go ahead and very quickly acknowledge all the wonderful people that are here tonight as well as online. Again, you know, needless to say, this is a subject that has a lot of um, interest and definitely speaks to a need in our community. Uh, but I just want to go ahead and quickly go over a little bit of background. In December, tw uh, in December 2022, uh, as, as a reminder, the Recreation and Park Commission did approve a 23-24 fiscal year park priority list. This priority list does set clear direction for priority projects requiring staff attention and funding during the upcoming calendar year. Um, of note, resurfacing of the tennis courts at Cruzy Park was identified as a high priority project. 
Therefore, in the process of planning for this project, our staff did identify an opportunity to add additional lines to, uh, to allow us to be able to have pickerball interchangeably with tennis on the existing tennis courts over at Cruzy Park. Um, in addition to this particular opportunity, there have been other identified locations in Alameda as potential sites in the future that could be retrofitted into pickleball courts. Um, I, I do want to go ahead and note, in consideration of various user groups and local neighborhood residents, we did hold a public meeting on March 23rd at Cruzy Park. Uh, we did have more than 70 members of the public, uh, including uh, Vice Chair Alexander, join us. Uh, and they spoke very, you know, we had various speakers both in favor and in opposition to this particular project. Um, Several members of the tennis community expressed a willingness to share the court spaces and even recommending using the space as a training facility to provide private lessons and pickleball classes. Um, a vast majority of neighborhood residents did express serious concern about uh, several impacts that included uh, the noise, which was one of the largest uh, vocal uh, challenges that were noted, uh, but also the fact that, you know, this is a community that already has a school and already has a park, and there's already a great deal of traffic and not a lot of uh, parking, so that was an issue and concern that was voiced by several residents. Um, I do want to note that uh, both the tennis and pickleball community members were also provided with opportunities to meet with staff ahead of the larger community meeting, uh, and in fact, members of the U.S. STA uh, uh, met with uh, myself as well as our acting rec services manager, Matt Nowlin, um, and spoke a little bit about the uh, Cruzy Park proposal as well as some other additional venues prior to the larger meeting. Uh, I, I do understand that members of the pickleball community did intend to try to set up a meeting with us. Unfortunately, we were not able to establish a set date prior to this public meeting. Um, Numerous members of the community um, also wrote various emails in support and opposition, as many of you have already seen. Um, again, adverse reaction and strong opposition to the project has included threat of legal action uh, to delay and stop the project altogether. Several members of the community asked about alternative options for pickleball courts, including spaces at Alameda Point, amongst others. And so these are all um, questions that we have noted uh, as staff members. Uh, some of the alternatives that are currently being considered include uh, moving forward without adding pickleball lines at Cruzy Park, uh, which would allow us to go ahead and move forward with the priority item to be able to resurface the courts with just the tennis lines uh, as it currently stands. Uh, additionally, several other sites have been explored as potential venues for pickleball and could still be considered in the future. I also want to note that Estuary Park Phase 2 will have new pickleball courts when it opens in 2024. So we do know that pickleball is going to be able to be available at that particular park. Uh, as far as the financial impact, there is no anticipated impact at this time. The Cruzy Park Tennis Court resurfacing is currently funded as part of our revised budget. Uh, the financial impact for other locations, while it has been estimated, there is no definitive cost or funding source that have been identified for those additional pickleball courts should uh, we move forward in those directions in the future. Um, at this time, uh, largely because of the public response that we've received, uh, it is our recommendation from ARPD staff that we do not believe it is in the best interest of the community to move forward with uh, this particular project over at Cruzy Park in recognition of the fact and really considering the voices of our neighborhood. Uh, uh, it's really important to us that the parks really serve the neighbors that are most closest to them and still recognizing that there is a need for pickleball. We totally recognize that as need. Um, what I want to go ahead 
highlight again in reminding the commission about the priority list is that we do have limited staff resources, as many of you have already alluded to in our budget presentation. And I think it's important to note that with that priority list, it, we are really using that as our uh, really, really that is our management tool. And you know, any additional projects that we take on would need to be reduced. So for example, we would need to be able to do a trade. So is there a project on the priority list that the commission would like to maybe see us do in the future? That's an opportunity. I do wanna share that there is an opportunity for us to begin doing exploration now, and then make this a priority item for the next calendar year. So that's another option for the commission. However, my recommendation at this point is that we go ahead and move forward not to add pickleball lines at this time, but do move forward with the other resurfacing and repainting of the tennis court lines. Thank you, Acting Director. Mm -hmm. Anyone have any clarifying questions they'd like to ask him before we get public comment? The estuary park courts, isn't that gonna happen at the end of 2024? Yeah, so we, we have the rest of 23 and most of 24 before we'll have any additional courts, correct? At this point, that's what we're anticipating uh, in the timeline, yes. Thank you. Would it be possible to get the pickleball, pickleball courts done earlier in that project instead of at the end so we could have it earlier in 2024? Um, I would have to go back to the, I understand that we've just completed the design process, uh -huh. uh, or I believe the design process is under review, so I'd have to go ahead and, I, I don't have an answer for that tonight. Uh, I would have to go back and so find out if that's question. possible. Uh, Commissioner Jones, do you have any questions? I have no questions, thank you. Okay, I would like to open it up to public comment at this time. I assume we have several people that would like to speak tonight, so that we're going to ask that give everyone two minutes to speak so we can hear from everyone. Do you, do you have the list there? Okay. Um, what we're going to go ahead and do here is we're going to give everyone uh, uh, two minutes to talk. I will go ahead and call names. We're going to start with five members of the public that are in person, and then we will go ahead and change over to five members that are online. Uh, the first member of the public to speak is Eddie Medtree, or Me excuse me if I have butchered your name. Welcome. Hi. My name is Eddie Materi, and I'm speaking on behalf of Alameda Pickleball. Alameda Pickleball is a diverse group with 300 active members. 80 of us live in Alameda, and we have more than 700 participants in the Alameda Pickleball Google group. Alameda only has four pickleball courts with no lights. All those courts can be blocked off at once for ARPD classes and or private reservations. The average waiting time is 10 to 20 minutes, and it goes up to 30 minutes and more during peak hours. We are already at capacity and we need more pickleball courts now. With the full support of the Alameda Tennis Coalition, we are suggesting both short-term and long-term plans. Our short-term solution is adding pickleball lines to the Cruzy Tennis Courts. Converting single-use courts into multi-use courts is the most eco-friendly option. It's the best and fastest way to address the needs of the community while also greatly limiting the financial impact to the city. Bushrod Park in Oakland has been successfully using this format for the past five years. During the March 23rd Cruzy community meeting, the neighbors of the park brought up two main concerns, parking and noise. Regarding parking, there is plenty of parking on Otis and Mound. The Cruzy tennis courts have two gates. 
The one by the playground could be permanently closed, which would make parking on High Street less desirable for pickleball and tennis players. Regarding the noise, noise abating material could be installed on the fences, like they did at the Tiburon Peninsula Club. Six pickleball courts can be lined using only two tennis courts. That's an extra 75 feet of space between pickleball and the closest houses, and playtime hours can be limited. As a long-term solution, we fully support the Alameda Tennis Coalition request for ARPD to pursue a partnership with the College of Alameda so we can convert half of their tennis courts into multi-use courts. Alameda Pickleball. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very Thank much. Thank you. Next speaker. Next speaker is Terry Rose. Welcome, Speaker Rose. Hi. Um, members of the Alameda Parks and Rec City Council or Recreation Commission, I'm representing both the Alameda Tennis Coalition and the Alameda Pickleball Group. Um, I've been an avid player of tennis for 40 years, was a member of USTA. I've lived in Alameda for 35 years and have enjoyed the parks and the well maintenance um, that you keep of our parks. Pickleball changed my life. In the past five years, my husband, son, and father all died, and I was bereft. A friend of mine asked about playing pickleball and said, come out and have a lesson. The lesson not only changed my life, but it opened me up to a new world of fun, funny, inclusive, welcoming people. It made me laugh again and brought me joy. I'll always be grateful for the people and the places that I've been to with them. Pickleball also has um, a known entity of bringing people out of grief and depression, and there are several articles which I can send you about that. Our youngest player is 10 years old, our oldest player is 90, 91 years old. It's wonderful that it brings people out of their houses, it gives exercise to people and fresh air and connects community and connection, which is what our parks are all about. Two weeks ago, we were adversaries with the tennis community and they heard our need for more courts and joined forces with us. They've been wonderful to us. We've bridged a gap about sharing space and community. It's all about being green and sharing space. It's a trend nationwide and we wanna be part of that. We understand and appreciate the neighbors' concerns. For many years, I lived across the street from Tillman Park, and there were parking issues and soccer games and lots of noise, but isn't that what a park is about? We ask that we be given the opportunity to create a task force made up of ARPD, neighbors, pickleball tennis players, to test the actual noise levels. Right now, it's just all hypothetical. We have never tested it there. There's lots of ways to do it. We added it in the pack that we gave to you. It's the fiscally prudent thing to do because it's not gonna cost you any money. Um, this is an agenda item that you can say no to. It allows you to move forward, but saying no to it actually says no to creating more connection, to not providing opportunities for outdoor exercise, people to meet and play with each other, to not have adequate space for lessons. Thanks. Thank you very much for your comments. Okay, Edgar Sutton. Okay. Moving on to Steve Jang. Welcome, Speaker Jang. Thank you. Hello, Commissioners. My name is Steve Jang, and I have been a Bay Farm resident since 2020. I want to quickly share how the Alameda pickleball community has impacted my life and to advocate for additional courts in Alameda, specifically at Cruzy Park. Not too long before moving to Bay Farm, my dad unexpectedly died. I was quite frankly sad and depressed. Uh, to make matters worse, the pandemic had me feeling anxious and isolated. It was a challenging time and I struggled to find ways to cope. 
Then I discovered pickleball at Lincoln Park. It immediately became, <clears throat> sorry, a way to forget about my grief if only for a couple of hours at a time. Pickleball provided me with a sense of normalcy and routine. Um, I'm not alone in, ex in experiencing the mental health benefits of playing sports. Research has shown that engaging in regular physical activities such as playing pickleball can have a significant positive impact on your mental health, improving our mood and reducing feelings of anxiety and depression. Pickleball in Alameda has also been and still is a wonderful way to meet my neighbors. I've met hundreds of people that I otherwise never would have. I've made friends and connections that I hope will last a lifetime. In such a divisive world, what a beautiful thing to have a place where people from different walks of life and different backgrounds can come together to share a common passion. We need more places like this in Alameda, not less, wouldn't you agree? The demand for pickleball courts in Alameda far exceeds the current supply. This has led to long wait times and overcrowding on existing courts, making it difficult for people to participate. By investing in pickleball, Alameda can foster a welcoming community space that promotes health and well-being. It would allow for more people to engage in physical activity, socialize, and connect with others. This investment would benefit the community for years to come. In conclusion, I urge the commission to seize the opportunity to include additional lines for pickleball at Cruzy Park when resurfacing the courts. Thank you. Thank you very much. Just a quick note for members online. If you wish to speak, I, we would ask that you please raise your hand. Uh, at this point, we have one member of the community online that we will go ahead and open up and allow to talk. If there's any other members of the community online, uh, we would ask that you just raise your hand. Uh, and I'm gonna start with Adrian Tillman. Welcome, Speaker Tillman. Hi, um, yeah, thank you for uh, having me. So I'm a little discombobulated because I was just trying to read a story to my son and get him to sleep. I'm um, glad that you guys offer Zoom. Um, so um, yeah, I live, uh, one of the residents that lives next to Cruzy Park, um, I totally understand um, you know, the importance of offering recreation and, and how much pickleball is beloved. Um, but I, I also, but I do want to um, talk a little bit about the residents' concerns with um, the impact that the noise will have on our neighborhood. Um, so we, we did, we've been doing a little bit of research, and we were reading in Pickleball magazine that um, the recommendation is not to have a court uh, less. Uh, it recommends no less than 150 feet away from a house. Um, and the closest house on our um, in our neighborhood next to Cruzy would be 50 feet. Um, so we're just really concerned about you know that sort of repetitive sound and. Um, the impact it would have on the, the qual our quality of life. Um, uh, we also know that we do have a pickleball court in our neighborhood. Uh, Lincoln's about four minutes drive away. Um, so we just don't feel like this is really the right place for it, considering how close it is to the homes. And um, we hope that uh, the city would be able to look at other places that make more sense that wouldn't um, have a, you know, in, um, severe impact on the quality of life of the residents. Um, I guess just last thing I'd want to mention is um, like sort of an equity issue. Um, we know that we're not the wealthiest neighborhood um, here next to Cruzy, um, but we we still believe you know we deserve uh, peace and quiet and um, 
and um, I think I think that if we, there was pickleball there, the noise would be basically from eight to ten p.m. at night. Thank you very uh, much. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Okay, next speaker online is Cam W. We're going to go ahead and allow him to talk. Welcome, speaker. I'm unmuted, correct? Yes, go me? ahead. Yes, go okay, ahead. Great. Uh, yes, I'm Cam White. I live 100 feet from the courts at Cruzy Park. And I strongly recommend um, and commend the ARPD's um, looking at this uh, issue because it is an issue of noise. It's an issue of um, safety. Like we, people had mentioned the school children there. We have busy streets already. Um, and also the parking is ridiculous over here. Most of the most of the people here, especially in this last block, many of us have had to park two cars up where there's a one par parking spot on our houses. Um, also, there are some people also that and I think that's a trend these days, so that would be really disruptive. And we're not talking about 15 minutes of pickleball, we're talking about all day pickleball. Um, I do recognize and support pickleball. However, I don't think Cruzy is the place for it. Um, it is a very busy park. Um, we have lots of music, it's a fun park. We have our bouncy houses on the weekends and uh, people do often bring in volleyball nets and they, in addition to the other sports, volleyball is also played there. So I just wanted to uh, thank the commission and to thank the uh, staff for looking into this matter. And I hope that um, we can get um, a resolution to this. And I really urge the commission to regard the full-time impact on the neighbors of this park. Um, you know, especially in the summertime, we're outside in the backyard. Um, you know, we hear the noise from the park, but that's great because that's park noise and it's fun. Um, but pickleball all day um, isn't isn't a, isn't a good thing for us. So uh, once again, oh, I just wanted to mention, I drove by um, Lum Elementary the other day. And I was wondering if there's any possibility that any of that area can be used for pickleball in the back of it. Thank, thank you very much for your comments. Okay, and the next speaker is going to be Brady Evans. Welcome, Speaker Evans. Yikes, this is scary. Um, thank you all for having me, and thank you for everything that you do. Um, I'm gonna talk about, just a little bit about the education of like what pickleball is happening in the country, um, and then a little bit about maybe addressing some of the budget concerns. Um, but before I get started with those things, I just wanna make sure that we're not being held hostage by people threatening lawsuits. Um, because if, if we looked at the people who submitted um, letters to the city, I believe the number was 72 in favor of the pickleball courts and four against. And it just sort of sounded like when you were talking about it that it was like a vast number of the neighbors were against it. And that's not really what I'm seeing or hearing. And I see a lot of like head nodding about some of the, the, the against. And I see a lot of like not head nodding in terms of the in favor. And I just want to make sure that we're, we are Alameda Park and Rec for all, not like Alameda Park and Rec and afraid of NIMBY lawsuit thing. Okay. So 
um, moving around, <laughs> I just wanted to let you guys know I was just in New York and uh, they did the opening of the pickleball courts at Central Park while I was there. It was crazy. I accidentally saw the mayor like cut the line. And so they just put 17 pickleball courts in the middle of Central Park, which is so cool. Um, I'll also let you know secretly, they charge $70 an hour what? for those courts. Wow. Yes. Don't tell them I said that. Okay, so um, I just wasn't sure if you knew that Tom Brady and uh, Drummond Green and Kevin Durant all own pickleball teams now. Um, there was just a million dollar purse for some of the most famous tennis players in the world to play pickleball. Uh, as spoken earlier, we've got 300 pickleball active players here. If we were able to actually have tournaments here, we could raise a lot of money. Um, right now, there's not enough room for us to play here, so we leave the island, we take the money off the island, and we're not getting the money put back into the island. I think this could help us advocate for park and rec budget, and thank you. Thank you very much for your comments. Next speaker, Catherine Roxer, I believe. My apologies. That's all right. My handwriting is terrible. I don't play pickleball. I can barely walk and chew gum at the same time. But I want to tell you a story. One day I went to watch my 10-year-old grandson play, and I want to tell you what I saw that day. My grandson was playing with two 30-year-old men he had never met before, who were obviously better players. And they were encouraging him and coaching him and helping him become a better pickleball player. And they were doing it so nicely that he was having a great time. And when I looked around the other courts, it was clear to me that Alameda Pickleball has a culture. The better players help the ones that are learning the game, and players of all abilities play with each other. It's a pickup game. And there are rules, written and some not written, that everyone follows. And what I saw was everyone was friendly and helpful, but more importantly, as a group, they seemed to understand the importance of collegiality and cooperation and how that contributed to the enjoyment of the game. And I think you saw an example of this tonight when one of the earlier speakers talked about forming a committee with the neighborhood and working with the neighborhood to work through some of these issues and to address and to be willing to cooperate with the neighborhood to mitigate some of their concerns. The parks in Alameda are an important recess, re resource for our community, especially for people who live in apartments and in houses with small yards. They are meant to be used, okay? And this is a part, a, an activity that provides an opportunity, and I'm talking about equity here, for people of all ages, all abilities, okay, and from all walks of life to come together and play a sport together. So I think painting the lines on Cruzy Park is a cost-effective way of addressing these issues so that both the pickleball players and the tennis players can use them. Thank right. you very much. Next speaker is Jean Melgar. Welcome. Hi. Okay, thank you. So, 
My name is Jean Melgar. I am the USA Pickleball Ambassador for Alameda. The Alameda Pickleball community was blindsided when we saw on the agenda tonight that the staff requests to resurface cruising tennis courts without adding pickleball lines. The cruising meeting had over 40 pickleball players in attendance. 92% of the emails submitted to ARPD expressed support for the pickleball lines. The Alameda Tennis Coalition voices they are open to sharing the courts with us, which by the way, we are very grateful for their support. Based on that data and emails collected supporting the pickleball lines, how did the staff decide to just drop pickleball at Cruzy? It seems our hopes for pickleball at Cruzy were already shot down even before the scheduled March 23rd community meeting. On March 20th, Acting Director David and Acting Manager Matt met with the Tennis Coalition group. The following day, I emailed and requested if they can also meet with our pickleball group, and I did not receive a reply from either of them. Vice Chair Adrian arrived at Cruzy before the meeting started and made statements to the pickleball attendees that pickleball should not be in Cruzy and we should look at courts at Alameda Point. It seems like the staff already decided that pickleball was not going to happen there before the meeting. This is unfair to the pickleball community that has been waiting patiently for over four years for additional courts. Tonight I am asking the board to not take away the shared lines option at Cruzy Park. As the former director, Amy, Commissioner Eric, and I found out in 2021, there are not many other location options for pickleball courts in Alameda. Cruzy Park, other than Washington, seems to be the best and least expensive option for pickleball. I suggest that we do a trial run of Cruzy for two months before resurfacing by adding pickleball lines and supplying portable nets. Let the pickleball community play, the tennis and pickleball players and neighbors can then see how the coexisting works. Issues come up, solutions and compromises can be implemented and tested allow us the opportunity to work out the neighbor's concerns during the trial run. After the trial, a committee of reps can evaluate how it worked and decide if pickleball can stay at the park. All we ask is to actually give pickleball a chance at Cruzy. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you. Next speaker is Bonnie Halpern. <clears throat> Welcome, speaker. Thank you. Thank you for letting me speak today. I wanted to address also the dual striping of the courts at Cruzy Park. This is an issue that cities across the country are facing. Just serendipitously, I heard a report on National Public Radio two days ago that talked about this exact issue when they spoke with Gabby Galvin. In an article she wrote for Smart Cities Drive, Dive, she stated that the key among cities' challenges is ensuring pickleball courts are accessible to all residents. So they are doing things like converting tennis courts into dual-use courts. There are some neighborhoods which maybe have some dilapidated tennis courts that are being rehabilitated into pickleball courts. Ms. Galvin states further that, quote, even in the country's 100 largest cities, the number of pickleball courts is up to 2,090, up from 420 just five years ago. So you see that this is not just an Alameda problem, but one being tackled everywhere. In Oakland, the pickleball community and the city work together to set up courts by striping for both at Bushrod Park. They have lock boxes where they put the nets and um, people who have the keys to those to put the nets out at certain times. Um, this report that we've heard on NPR exemplifies this problem and the solutions which are exactly what we are requesting today. Thank you for your time. Thank you very much.
Next speaker is Scott Leung. Welcome. Commissioner and respected uh, ARPD people and all that. My name is Scott Leung. I'm a 35-year residence of Alameda, and I'm here to talk about the locations available to Alameda residents and nearby people. What we have are basically Lincoln Park, which is open seven days a week, eight to eight, and it's free, but there's no lights there, of course. Another option is Alameda Point Gym, which is only available two days a week, and you have to pay for a fee for that. Other options, all outside of Alameda. You have them in Mount Clair, you have them in Piedmont, you have them in Bushrod. All these sites are off-site, away from Alameda, and um, they're all crowded and busy. I luckily am able to work and play in San Francisco one day out of the week, Wednesday. I take my wife to work, I drop her off, I go and play in San Francisco at two different parks. One, a very expensive area, Presidio, and I play at the Presidio Wall, which Steve Kerr lives at. It's a dual-use dual court, which has tennis courts, six courts that have been dual-striped for pickleball, 12 courts. Plenty of people play there. I haven't heard any complaints. No issues there. Then I go to a middle-income area, which is in Westboro, which is in South San Francisco, and they also have dual-use courts there, pickleball and tennis. They have been striped for those dual-use purposes. And everyone seems to be happy and playing there, but I'm telling everyone that these options are available. Dual-use, striping, expensive areas, middle-income areas, people seem to accept it. So I'm just asking, hopefully, we can do that too. Thank you. Thank you for your comment. Next speaker is Rod Harris. Welcome, Speaker Harris. I'm Rod Harris. I live in Alameda. Thank you, ARPD, and thank you, senior citizens of the Bastic Center, for bringing pickleball to Alameda. Thank you to all the volunteers who welcomed me into this very inclusive sport and then taught my grandchildren. Just this week, I played with some children, some college students, an 87-year-old, and a 91-year-old. We went out there, we had fun, we hit the ball around, we laughed, we joked. We were all just little kids again. Pickleball makes athletes out of underdogs. It's a sport for your whole life, maybe longer. <laughs> the cruisy courts are empty most hours of most days. If we resurface the courts with no additional pickleball, they'll probably remain empty. This is an opportunity for the neighbors, the public, and everyone to cooperate and make the cruisy courts all they can be by sharing. Thank you, ARPD, for being good stewards of our limited public facilities and parks. Let's paint those lines at cruisy for the public 
for pickleball, and for tennis. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Next speaker, Brian Trumper. Welcome, Speaker Trumper. Thank you, everybody. You know, it's hard to follow all these great speakers, so um, I'm just going to say that pickleball has taken a confirmed couch potato of over lots of decades and converted them into somebody who bikes there, who plays six to seven to ten days a week sometimes. You know, <laughs> I'm exaggerating there. But, uh, but because there's not enough courts, um, especially in wintertime, um, my instructor can't reserve courts, and therefore my uh, ability to get better in the sport has decreased. I can't uh, do all that stuff. I've lived uh, over 30 years in Alameda. I've met a great, wonderful, diverse group of people, ages, of everything. And um, we have a growing community that's limited right now by the lack of courts. Not, we're not limited two years from now, we're limited right now. We can't play, especially in winter. We can't get lessons, especially in winter. We can't do the things that will help improve our sport and our community. And I thank you. That's all I have. Thank you very much. Next speaker, Barbara Greenstein. Good evening. Good evening. Welcome. I have been an Alameda resident for 40 years, a licensed mental health professional for 40 years, and a pickleball player for seven. You have heard anecdotal evidence tonight about what a great sport it is. And I have a copy of a professional scientific paper just published this February talking about the effect of pickleball and mental health. So pickleball is a pretty unique sport in two capacities. Its level of inclusion and its level of accessibility. Anybody at any age with any ability, any gender, can enjoy playing pickleball. And because of the way pickleball is designed, it's inclusive in nature in that you play for people, people rotate in, people rotate out. So you're always meeting up with and playing with people that you might not even have known before, you might not even know their names. So in that way, it's inclusive. You wind up playing, as you heard, with people who might be the age of your grandchildren, people who might be the age of your grandparents. So it's unique, it brings people together. So this research, condense the findings of pickleball studies done prior, previous pickleball studies. The results show significant improvements in the different psychological variables measured in pickleball practitioners. Personal well-being, life satisfaction, uh, scales about depression, stress, happiness, loneliness. Pickleball shows potential as a new tool to work and improve people's mental health. Thank you. Very much. We have another um, member of the public that would like to speak online. So at this time, I'd like to go ahead and 
provide the opportunity for Gary Tillman to speak. Welcome, Speaker Tillman. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, please go ahead. Uh, yes, I'd like to thank the committee for uh, giving me the opportunity to speak. Um, I'm one of the neighbors who attended the, uh, the session at the, the, the uh, courts back in March. And I think it's very, very important that you understand that that park is already an incredibly noisy area. Um, in fact, just on Easter day, uh, our family actually had a difficult time enjoying ourselves at our meal outside because there was so much outdoor music, which actually is prohibited there, but it still goes on. And when I first heard about the pickleball courts, I actually Googled immediately the issue. And there is no doubt, no doubt, that this is a significant litigious issue around the country, including California, between the neighbors and the excessive noise that goes on, not only with the ball against the racket, but also just the, as, as everybody's illustrated here, the amount of fun that people are having and the amount of extra noise that will now be generated in that park. And I think you have to balance the noise against, and the wishes of the neighbors against what is obviously a very pleasant activity for people, but there must be other places where these pickleball port, courts can be located that aren't intrusive on other people's rights to enjoy their, their, their backyards and their houses. And it, it's in particularly exacerbated there because of the lights. So you can just imagine from eight o'clock in the morning until 10 o'clock at night, constant ping, ping, ping. It's just not reasonable to expect us to live that way. Thank you. Thank you, Speaker. Next speaker, Barry Coe. Welcome, Speaker Cub. Um, hello, commissioners and ARPD staff. Um, I'm born and raised in Alameda. In 2019, I bought my first home in Alameda and still currently reside there. Pickleball saved my life. I lost over 20 pounds and my blood pressure went from dangerously high to not needing to take medication to control it any longer. Today, I'm a certified pickleball instructor and I'm sponsored by two companies. I give back to the Alameda pickleball community by assisting Gene in new player classes and offering free paddle demo days for everyone. Uh, sharing tennis courts works and it works at Bushrod. It's been working there uh, since before the pandemic and they have people playing every day and, and it's shared with tennis players. Alameda needs more pickleball courts and I would prefer to stay in my hometown to play instead of going to places such as Oakland, Walnut Creek, Concord, Burlingame, Foster City, or Palo Alto. Um, competition wise, pickleball is really great competition. There's tournaments that happen all the time. I wish that Alameda had more space for tournaments so I wouldn't have to go elsewhere. Um, Alameda's relative uh, approximate medal count is about 50 gold medals, 54 silver medals, and 54, 51 bronze medals. Uh, I myself have qualified for two different national tournaments this year. Um, like I said, I'm a certified pickleball, pickleball instructor, and I wish there was more space for lessons so I could teach in my own city and give revenue to the city and pay more taxes to the city. Not that I want to, but I'd rather do that for our city than for Oakland uh, or another city. Um, 
And pickleball is fun, like the neighbor said. It's a recreational activity, and I think that's what the R stands for in ARPD, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Next speaker is Larry Barone. Welcome, Speaker Barone. Thank you. Uh, I'm Larry Barone. I'm an Alameda resident and on the West End. Uh, though I'm relatively new to pickleball, I just picked it up at Thanksgiving. So I'm fortunate to <clears throat> beginning to meet all these people uh, and much to my wife's, my widow, pickleball widow, uh, <laughs> spending too much time out there. Uh, I'm supporting the double striping, but not only because it's a cost-effective way to get more pickleball courts here, and, uh, but because it creates, in Crucy's case, a kind of test bed for the community. You've got a very dedicated group of people that are willing to make this work and work hard at working with the community and the neighbors to test sounds and do things like that. Look, Crucy is unlike many of the other Alameda parks. It's not nestled in a little neighborhood. It's next to the school. It has huge playgrounds, uh, many parks, many of the ball uh, playgrounds. It is a busy park. It's on one of the busiest streets in Alameda. Uh, the tennis courts, as we've heard, are largely unused. They're in need of repair. Fortunately, we got some money to do it, and adding a little bit of striping is not going to break the bank. But like I said before, the biggest reason for doing this there is because you've got a dedicated community that's willing to work with the city, with the tennis community, and with the neighbors <clears throat> to try to figure out how to make things work the best for everybody. Uh, and it's a very low cost approach for what we're trying to do. We can monitor the actual noise levels there. We can try to make scheduling changes or put up screens or do all those kinds of things here and learn throughout the next few months to a year before we go to a different place and elsewhere in Alameda. But it solves the problem now, it gets us courts now, and it gets us involved in a community effort community-wide. Thank you very much for your comments. Before we move on to our next uh, speaker, I just want to remind those members that are currently online, if you would like to go ahead and speak, uh, simply raise your hand in Zoom and we will acknowledge you. Um, next speaker is Edward Folkman. Welcome, Edward. Hi, I'm Ten. I play pickleball and um, I think that I'm in favor of pickleball. I just, I just think that all players play it. It's a very inclusive sport. I think that it's good we have those lines. Sit. Thank you very much. <laughs> I have one last speaker, but I have a note for question only for Charlie DeWitt. Um, Charlie, I want to acknowledge you. Okay, uh, and we do have one speaker online, so that is going to be Andy Brooks. Uh, Andy Brooks. Welcome, Speaker Brooks. Go ahead. Speaker Brooks. 
Uh, yep, I'm trying to get it to work. Can you hear me now? Yes, we can hear you. Go right ahead. And thank you so much for your patience there. Um, I really appreciate the opportunity for the uh, you to field some comments here. Uh, my name is Andy Brooks, like I mentioned. I live on the 900 block of Alameda, and I appreciate my neighbors and colleagues here, Adrian, Cam, and Gary, sharing their perspectives and views. I've lived here in about a year and a half. Um, prior to that, um, I lived for just about a year, very close to Lincoln Park, with my two young kids. So I lived within probably about 250 to 300 feet of the pickleball courts there. And true, it was very disruptive in the sound and the challenges that were there for kids waking up to hearing noise, for myself working from home. Those are challenges. It was one that I could do nothing about except move. So that's part of what I did is when I looked to move and change locations, I left that apartment there on High Street and then moved down High Street, knowing the noise, I was aware of that. But now we have the potential of bringing pickleball noise into the situation. And I really commend the opportunity or, or the commission and others to hear the, the noise issues and concerns and looking for ways that we can potentially mitigate those. One thing I really want to play up too is, is one of you know, looking at ways that we can find a larger, more permanent facility for our pickleball athletes. I'm an athlete myself, love bicycling, trail running, mountain biking, all of those sorts of things. What can we do in a very long-term sense that can mitigate noise concerns, parking concerns that we have with Crucy and others, and really build a, build a tremendous facility, perhaps at the West End, perhaps others, to really support the, the, the growing interest in the sport today as well as into the future. And now as a homeowner in Alameda, I would gladly pay taxes for that. I dare say, I love it that we have people using sports. We have ARPD, we have these great facilities. Let's look at a longer term, more holistic plan that can really accommodate the needs and interests of athletes, whether it's pickleball, whether it's tennis, whether it's baseball, basketball, any of those sorts of things. Appreciate the commission. Thank you for your time. Thank you very much for your comments. Vice Chair Alexander, that is all the speakers that we have at this time. Um, if there's any other members of the public that would like to speak, uh, that is all we have. Okay, no more public comments. Come on up. Welcome. I'm Nancy Chen. I'm tennis player and pickleball player. It's my first time come to this type of meeting here. To me, I think it's a very clear choice to convert the course as many as possible into multiple functions. For tennis players, they still can play tennis. For pickleball players, which we are getting more and more people to play pickleball. So whenever the type of players want to go to the court, they play the sport they like. I think it's a very clear choice for the Alamedans who like to sport. Court is there, it's built to be playing sport, no matter what sport. I think I like to use some metaphor Court is like a kitchen. You can cook Italian food or Chinese food. And if you say, oh, ask the neighbors whether you can cook Italian food. And some neighbor will say, no, I don't like it. Chinese food, no, I don't like it. How can you please everybody? I think the neighbors 
in the neighborhood, they might hear more cho uh, noise, it's true. But when they buy the house, the courts are there. Noise should be expected, no matter what noise. You play sports, you get healthy, you are making people uh, healthy. I think it's the only choice to go. Thank you, well, I'm not going to use two minutes. Thank you. <laughs> Any more speakers? Um, <clears throat> no more speakers at this time. Okay, we'll close that part of the um, discussion. Okay, now it's our turn. Who would like to go first? Okay, Commissioner uh, Robbins, go ahead. Um, <clears throat> I know it's the recommendation to go forward without um, paving the multi-use lines, but I am not in favor of that. I'm in favor of us moving forward with painting the multi-use lines. Um, so, so here's some thoughts for us to consider. Um, I did meet with, with Jean, with Amy. We talked through some reasons or, or how we can get pickleball courts here. And as I said earlier, in, until we as a community step up and give us more funding, it's not gonna happen for a while. Uh, the courts at Estuary Park won't happen until the end of 2024. Um, Henry and Connie Chang are very good, dear friends of mine, and I play on their leagues. Um, had three spinal surgeries in December, so I've been off for a year, but I'm back at it starting next month. And Henry uh, and myself and Amy uh, did a review and a cost for Laney College. It's gonna cost $725,000 to repave those courts. So the funding, Henry has um, ties with the USTA, can get us partial funding, but the big problem there is it isn't just the $725,000, it's the $325,000 every two years after that would have to be put into the budget to upkeep and resurface those courts. So people keep talking about, oh, we can find another's place. Where are we coming up with this money? We're not. We don't have the money to help the pickleball community now. So we keep talking about these long-term solutions. Those solutions aren't gonna happen for three, four years down the way because of all of the things that we have to do in order to get us to that point. Um, I, I see, have read a lot of different letters, um, <laughs> uh, people talking about, plus the baseball field and dog park are used daily and they would be negatively impacted. I don't know how people playing pickleball is gonna negatively impact people playing baseball or walking their dog. Um, outdoor music has nothing to do with the pickleball courts. That has to do with other things going on at the park, and that has to do with us doing a better job of however we can to police uh, those, those different noise levels. Um, the noise abatement material might be uh, something for us to consider, um, <clears throat> but what I'd like us to urge if you won't move forward with a yes 
to the repaving or, or uh, an amendment. Uh, I love the idea of the two-month trial run. Uh, and let us evaluate it. And, and I love the community input of let's have this as a test bed. Because right now I play pickleball in Concord because I can't ever get on the courts with my group of friends here in Alameda. Uh, and to the Balboa Park uh, facility in San Francisco, uh, the other facility that I go to with my, my group of friends to play pickleball. So uh, <clears throat> I'm gonna come up with uh, an amendment that we, and, and I know I'm not bringing it up now, but I just want you to, you both to consider uh, an amendment that we move forward with a multi-use repaving lines of the park uh, and working with the pickleball community and the tennis community with a two-month trial run to evaluate and see what happens. Worst case scenario, we decide not to after two months, but at least we've given it a try. And right now we have to have a solution now to help satisfy the needs for the pickleball players and the tennis players in this community. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I echo uh, my colleague's sentiment to um, encourage us to resurface uh, Cruzy Park for pickleball. It seems that um, uh, this is a uh, positive uh, thing to do. I, although we understand that you know Cruzy Park isn't an ideal location, but it will. I think, I think adding um, the resurfacing for pickleball would make it a better place to play. Thank you. Okay, I'd like to address a comment that was made. Yes, I did go to that meeting and I did say that I thought the court should be at the other end of town. And I said that because I think there needs to be equity. So we have courts on both ends of town. We have courts at Lincoln and my, my concern was the equity issue that we have them at the other end of town. So I just wanted to clarify that. Uh, many of you know that I was a Cruzy Park director when I started with ARPD 50 years ago, and I had the time of my life at that park. Um, so it's very near and dear to me. I've seen it change over the years. It's gotten a lot busier since I was there. Um, things have changed in that park. Um, so my heart is really with that park. Um, when we first talk, talked about changing tennis courts, there was a proposal to change, I think it's court number five, I may have the wrong court wrong, down at Washington to change that to pickleball. I went down there, I sat, I walked around the court and I talked to some of the tennis players and their concern was, oh no, you can't put pickleball near the tennis ball courts because it's too noisy, we can't have that. Okay, so I listened to that. I listened to the meeting of all of you talking about the good, ideas of pickleball and how healthy it is. Hey, I agree with that. I have no problems with that. Um, my concern with Cruzy Park, just like it was with the dog park, there's no parking there. The parking is really difficult. And if you go by there on a Saturday or Sunday when there's four girls softball games, there's no place to park. Um, and unfortunately, we have to take everybody's concerned into consideration. Hey, I wish we could have pickleball courts, we could have a central park, go build those courts and we're good to go, but we don't have that, there's no place to go. I went down to Longfellow Park and walked around it thinking, well, this is in the other end of town, maybe this would be a good place. 
talked to some neighbors down there, and the houses are very close there. Um, so I have real concerns about where we put these pickleball courts. Um, I, we have a commissioner that's missing tonight. I would like to see us table this vote until next month when Commissioner um, Navarro is here. In the meantime, I would like to ask staff to have that meeting with the pickleball group that you didn't get to have and perhaps the tennis people and let's talk about some of these issues. Um, I'm concerned about the noise. As I said, I sat at Lincoln Park the other day for an hour listening. Everybody got along great. It looked like a lot of fun. Everybody's having a good time. But I was trying to listen to the noise, thinking if I was that house in the back, how would that affect me? I live on Bay Farm Island. I knew when I moved there that airplanes would be flying over my head. Well, the times of those airplanes flying over my head have changed, but I knew that was the way it was. So those are some of the concerns I have. I'm not against us putting pickleball there. Um, I don't like the plan of changing it where there's two just teaching courts for tennis and pickleball courts that I'm not in favor of. Um, I'm not opposed to a trial period, but I think before we make a motion for that, I would like to see the pickleball group have a chance to meet with ARPD and have some discussions and see what else we could do there. Maybe talk to the neighbors and then come back when the other commissioner is here and we can take a vote to maybe have a trial period. Um, I would also like to ask, is it possible before we redo those courts to just put lines for pickleball on there for that trial period so we don't spend the money redoing it for pickleball and then it doesn't work out and then we're, we're stuck? Um, is, is there just a as a correction, are you asking if we can just paint tennis ball li uh, lines first and then paint pickleball later? No, if we wanted to do a trial period for a month, could we just put some pickleball lines up there on the tennis courts as they are now? Mm -hmm. If we wanted to have a trial period instead of resurfacing the whole thing for pickleball and then oh, it doesn't work out and then what are we going to do? No, we're resurfacing them for tennis and pickleball multi-use. But I'm saying for right now, before we resurface them, is there a way to put tape or something on there for a trial period oh, see. to see how that works with the neighbors? That, that's my question. Um, I'm, I'm not sure necessarily we'd be able to put lines, but one thing that we could try that was suggested is potentially have some, again, mobile, mobile, um, um, mobile, I'm sorry, I'm having a mobile quick moment. Nets. <laughs> yes. uh, nets, uh, mobile nets that could be set up for uh, pickleball to be in a test run. While the lines may not necessarily be there, uh, it would still provide the space and the opportunity for us to do a trial. And from that point, that wouldn't work. But we would have to go ahead and take back well, the staff. Well, that, that's and something that I would like staff to look at. So um, my proposal is we can make this a motion if. You can agree with me that we table a vote on what to do till we have our next meeting when the other commissioner is here. And in the meantime, I would like staff to meet with the pickleball group that didn't get a chance to meet with you. And maybe some of the tennis people want to join in and invite some people from the neighborhood and let's get some more input and then bring it back to us in another month. And we can discuss having the trial period. So that's my motion. If anybody will second that motion. I second Adrian's motion. Can we have a vote on that, please? Vice Chair Alexander. 
Yes. Commissioner Robbins. Before clarification, so a vote on this, if I vote no, then do we go back to your original proposal? Not necessarily. There's three uh, members here, so I would imagine a majority vote at this point uh, would carry. And I would be bear in mind that this is not necessarily asking for a vote at this time in the affirmative to oppose or uh, in favor of putting the lines, but simply tabling the vote at this time. Okay, it's an, it's another month. Okay. Okay, the motion um, Commissioner passes. Jones. No, no, I'm sorry, you can't. You cannot ask a question. And I would like staff also in the next month before we meet to come up with some other potential pickleball venues. I thought about Lum School today when I drove by there today thinking there's some open space. I know that there's courts on the base by the soccer field. There, should, there might need to be a renegotiation with the soccer people, but I would like staff to be able to tell us the next time we have the meeting if that is a possibility also. Um, I do want to address that uh, request, but I did want to make sure to uh, confirm uh, Commissioner Jones' vote. I vote yes to support uh, Chair Alexander. Thank you. Um, yes, we can go ahead and look into those possibilities for sure. I think there's definitely some time for us to be able to meet with a couple more members of the community as well as look at some feasibility. Thank you. I would like to thank all of you that came out tonight and the people that are listening on Facebook. As you can tell, this is a difficult situation. You know, we're trying to get, make it good for everybody and we have to do our due diligence. So we're not putting you off. I think another month when our other commissioners here is important to have her voice too and have some more information from ARPD. So, and I'm assuming that people are playing pickleball on the tennis courts anyhow. This assumption no. I might have. You have to have lines. <laughs> well, I've seen people with their pickleball paddles out there on the tennis court. So, anyway, I want to thank all of you for coming. I really appreciate that. Your input is important to us. Um, if you notice, I took lots of notes. I read through all of my homework, all the letters that came in. So, um, we do do our due diligence. Um, thank you. All right, our next item is to discuss when our next meeting is and an agenda for May. Thank you, Vice Chair um, Alexander. Um, what I want to go ahead and say at this point is uh, at this point we have been uh, informed by the clerk's office that we will not have availability on our regularly scheduled date for May 11th uh, due to, I believe, budget sessions that are happening with council. Therefore, we need to select another date if we wish to meet in the month of May. Um, any uh, potential date would still need to get confirmation from the clerk's office for availability. Um, at this point, the date that I have noted as a potential possibility could be either Thursday the 18th, potentially, or Thursday the 25th. Um, I'd suggest that we make it later in the month. It would give you enough time to meet with these groups and get your information together. Would that make sense? For the 18th or the 25th, what would? The 25th works. Um, we could go ahead and move forward uh, with the 25th at this point. If there's any challenges, um, we can communicate via email for any change that might need to be made. Okay, that works. And that gives you staff enough time to do the research and have the meetings? 
Um, yes, but I want to go ahead and do re reiterate um, as far as the commentary is research is we can definitely do as much as we can with the capacity of staff at this time. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, now with the new format, is this the time we're supposed to put um, suggest items for the next agenda? Because it doesn't have that specifically. <laughs> I think that we can definitely go ahead and uh, open that comment up at this time. I, I, I think that's acceptable. Okay, well our next agenda will have the pickleball and striping for Cruzy. Um, I'm not opposed to reopening the um, campground proposal, looking at that. I'm sorry, what was that again? Um, one of the speakers that called in talked about, you know, perhaps reopening the having a proposal for the campground down on the base. So I Not will next month, put it on a future agenda item. We can, we can, I will, I will again advise commissioners that we do have a, um, priority list at this point. So the, with the priority projects already for the year, while we can hear the recommendations, um, it may, we may not be in a position to be able to take much action at this point on that item. Would we better but, to save that for later on in the year? I would say maybe closer to the end of the year, that might make a little more sense. And then at that point, we can revisit that item and potentially be able to put that as a priority item for next year. Okay, and another thing I'd like to discuss from with staff is um, the lighting at the parks, what time the lights go on, what time they go off, can we change where they go off at certain parts so they're not parks so they're not on at 10 o'clock at night. Um, I've had a lot of questions about that. You know, why are the lights on till 10 o'clock at night? Are people playing tennis till 10 o'clock at night? We can but definitely, I can definitely go ahead and work with staff to get some answers for the maybe commission. Maybe some courts should be off earlier and some should stay on later. Just uh, a question that I've had from the community a lot. It's a, that's a really good question and it, it's a valid one, especially when we talk about cruisy, because maybe that's where we limit the nighttime, you know, till 8 p.m. or 9 p.m. Uh, as far as pickleball goes. So th th that's a valid question. And when you do meet with the pickleball people or, or tennis people or anybody, can you please let me know in advance so I could uh, see if I can attend? Commissioner Robbins, absolutely. We can go ahead and keep you informed. And any members of the uh, commission that would like to be involved in that process, we're more than happy to go ahead and uh, have you as part of that meeting. Thank you. I, re I really appreciate staff's diligence on this. I know it's been a lot of extra work that we've asked you to do, but I really appreciate it. Anybody else have an agenda item for next month? Do you have an agenda item for next month, Acting Director? At this point, I don't have any specific items uh, just because we weren't sure whether or not we'd be holding this meeting. Uh, at this point, uh, we do have a couple items for the June meeting that are uh, geared up, but nothing at this point in time. Um, again, if anything comes up, I will communicate via email with the Commission if, on any other potential agenda items that we may want to add between now and the 25th of May. And, and, but one of the items will be us coming to a vote about the cruisy. The yes, and uh, we'll be prepared to go ahead and provide a report and update at that point in time. Awesome. Thank you. I, I do have a question about that. Um, so the process for that, uh, if, we, if we move to approve uh, the resurfacing project at Cruzy, is this, does it stop with us or does it go on to city council for further approval, if you will? 
At this point in time, it's already a budgeted request, so at, you know we already have the budget for it. Again, what I will remind the commission at this time is that because of the fact that we already do have some members of the community that have vocalized uh, threats of uh, legal action, that we do have that concern, uh, and definitely it's something that we want to discuss with the city manager's office as well as the city attorney at that point. I see. Thank you. All right, so I guess our next item is to make a motion to adjourn this meeting. <laughs> I make a motion to adjourn. I second. All those in favor? Aye. 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 Thank you, this meeting is adjourned. We will see you next month at some point. Thank you very much for attending in person and on Zoom. Thank you.